Amen. Amen. Welcome, everybody, to Emerge on this beautifully chilly day. We're excited to have you all here. Welcome once again. We're going to have a good time tonight. We're going to get thrown straight back into worship. So without further ado, let's just stay focused in and have a great time.
Chosen. 
Amen, amen, amen. Let's lift a shout of praise, everybody. So good to see all you guys tonight. So glad you could make it out. Um, This week, what we've been doing for the past month or so is we've been doing a lot of specific prayer um, for the ministries, for you guys, for just everything that we oversee and what we're involved in. And this past week, God kind of gave me a vision of a refreshing is the best way to put it. You know, like those gum commercials where there's those ice crystals and the air comes through and it's so cool and you hear that sound and it's just so refreshing. God gave me kind of a vision of that refreshing and said he's going to pour out something new for us this year. And it's so easy to say that everybody goes into a new year saying, I want something new. No one wants to live the same exact life that they've been living. There's always something better. There's always something that you're working towards, but God revealed to me that he wants to breathe new life into us, but there's something that he requires of us in order for that to happen. And what God has called us to do in order so we can see new life is to die to the life that he's called us to die to. So there's a lot of different things, my life included, I'm not perfect, but that every single one of you guys, I think God, if you're in relationship with him, he talks to you and he wants to remove things from your life so he can fill them up with him. If you're holding on to the old, you're not leaving any room for God to come into your life and make a difference because you're so full of junk. And I'm not condemning you at all. I'm saying to start listening to the conviction and listening to the nudge and listen to the pull that the Holy Spirit's giving you because God wants you to be refreshed. He wants you to be rejuvenated. He wants you to experience a year of true joy, a holy joy, not a happiness, a joy that goes beyond your circumstance. But even when things are going bad, you still find a way to be joyful. That's a heavenly joy. That's something completely different I'm talking about. But God wants to instill that into each and every single one of you guys. But like I said, he's requiring something of us. And something he put on my heart just backstage was to take an internal look on what the enemy keeps trying to tell you, because we have a real enemy, Satan is real, and he's feeding lies into your life about things that you need to keep holding on to, and he's feeding you a lie that's saying what's on the other side and what God is offering you isn't better than what you have right now. And it's a lie. And so whatever that is in your specific situation, Whether it be this life, some of us go through serious things, this life may not be worth living is what the enemy tells us. But God, he came to get, he sent his son Jesus to give us life and give it to us more abundantly. He wants you guys to experience the life that the whole entire Bible talks about, but there's things we have to give up. And so I want you, during this message tonight that we're gonna listen to, Pastor Jerry's got a powerful, powerful word about how real the enemy is, but how he's already been defeated and how we already have victory. We can stand in a place of victory and peace because of what God's already done for us. But I want you guys just to realize that we're in a battle and in order to get that refreshing that I'm talking about that God wants to pour out into your life, there's some things we have to die to. So I wanna pray over you guys right now. Father God, thank you so much for this night. Thank you for every single student here. God, I pray right now that anything in our past, God, that held us back from you will be brought to light. 
that you will push darkness away from us, God, and show us your light and show us really what's on the other side, God, what you're offering to us, that the life we live before is nothing compared to the life that you're trying to give us, God. So I pray that all the lies and everything that's been spoken to us that's contrary to your word, God, will cease to exist. God, I pray for your peace, your joy, your love. Holy Spirit, I pray for your presence in this place tonight for every single person in here to receive what it is you have for us to receive. So open our eyes, open our ears, God. Let us be attentive and let us walk out of this place completely changed. We thank you in advance for what you're gonna do, Lord. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. And God's people said, amen, amen, amen. Guys, like I said, I am so excited all of you are here. I want you guys to slap someone a high five, welcome someone next to you. Take a seat as we prepare to hear an awesome word from Pastor Trent. Amen, amen. Good word, Pastor Stephen. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm looking through the cloud and seeing everybody. How how you guys doing tonight? We doing good? Good, good, good. Who was here last week? Show of hands. Who was here last week? Raise them up. Awesome, awesome. Um, So glad that you are here. Uh, We started a new sermon series called Supernatural. Turn to somebody and say Supernatural. And so last week, uh, we learned about the Holy Spirit, and we uh, learned that that still, small voice inside is probably not our own. And there's a way to know if, if we're hearing God speak to us through the Holy Spirit, uh, or if it's ourself, or it's, if it's man. And there's three things that we talked about. Uh, it has to line up with the Bible, was the first one. Uh, second point uh, was, does it make me more like Christ? And the last one is, is godly counsel agree with it. And so those were our three points uh, that hopefully we walked away and we applied to our lives this week. Who applied it to their lives? Amen. Two of you. That's awesome. That's good. Hoping for a little bit uh, more tonight. And so we're, we're, we're carrying on. This is week two of Supernatural. And let's open up with a word of prayer. Lord, I just thank you uh, for each student that's here tonight. God, I ask that uh, you would speak through me. Lord, I pray that each student wouldn't listen to me, God, but they would listen to you tonight. Lord, that they would listen to your direction, Lord, that they would listen to your conviction, God, and that ultimately they would surrender their lives to you. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen, amen. And so um, we're in this series, Supernatural, and I wanted to talk about uh, my personal life. A lot of times we hear the supernatural, right? We hear about it um, and we see it through movies. Anybody ever seen a movie that maybe dealt with a supernatural? Okay, a couple of us have. How many of you are like me? We do not watch scary movies, but that commercial comes on every once in a while and it gets us. Anybody? You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, I didn't even know. Earmuffs, you know, the, the, the whole thing there. And so we've gotten a glimpse into the supernatural, what Hollywood uh, says it is and, and how it is. And so the supernatural is real. And I want to uh, tell you guys about kind of the first time in my life that I experienced something supernatural. And so uh, this is years ago. I was in middle school and uh, my grandmother died and she passed away of Lou Gehrig's disease and it was a tough battle. Um, but we inherited all of her stuff, her things. And so um, all of these things kind of showed up to our house, and they were in our house, uh, and we didn't really go through them. And so uh, kind of weird events started to happen in the house, some stuff that was just kind of like, this is a little bit off. And my, my parents decided that they were going to go through my grandmother's things. And so it was up in the attic, and they're looking through, and they found a Ouija board. 
And so if you don't know what that is, I, I want to first say it's not a game, and it opens doors for evil spirits and the evil side to, to be in your life. And we do not want you guys to experience that. But, but there was a supernatural thing. This being there, there was a, a weird stronghold, a weird, weird evil thing going on with it. And so my parents, uh, they called the, our pastors at the time. They said, hey, um, you know, that we, we found this. What should we do? And so uh, my, my parents were instructed to burn the board, to burn the Ouija board. And so we took it outside, and I was there with them. Uh, and again, this is the first thing that I saw that went, wow, there's something in the supernatural, because they soaked it in gasoline. And how many of you have ever played with gasoline, like almost died, like blew something up, and you're like, never again, a few of us. Yeah, you learn quick, you lose your eyebrows. Yeah, it's real, I've done it. And so uh, we soaked this Ouija board in gasoline, and, and my dad leaned over to light it, and the thing wouldn't light. Huh. And so, so he poured more gasoline on the Ouija board and tried to light it again, and it again did not light, refused to light. And so my parents began to pray and they felt something break, and the third time they lit it, and that thing went up in flames. And so something I learned that day is that there is a supernatural realm. There are things going on in the spirit that sometimes we can't see, but we do get glimpses of. And I want to read uh, tonight just to show you in the word where it says this out of Ephesians 6, 12. It says this, for our struggle, say our struggle. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's not. It's not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. There is a battle going on. It's not flesh and blood, but it's a battle against Satan. Everybody turn to your neighbor and say, Satan. Turn to somebody else and say, not today, Satan. Has anybody ever heard that expression? Has anybody ever said it? Not today, Satan. Like something random happens and you're like, not today, Satan. This is not going to happen. I think my not today, Satan moment in high school, I had this, this gift, all right? I had this ability in high school that no matter where I was, no matter what circumstance I was in, I could get something spilled on me, some type of water that would make me look like I peed my pants, and it was a terrible ability, and so I'd go into the bathroom, and I'd turn on the sink, and it would be like a fire hydrant just sprays on my pants. And I'd walk out, and people would look at me, or I'd go to the water fountain, and some of you guys in here probably do this. You turn the little mechanism towards the person, and they're like talking to their friends, like, yeah, okay, see you after school, and boom, pee pants, right? So I had this ability, and every time it would happen, I'd be like, not today, Satan, this is not going to happen today. I actually did pee my pants one time when I was older. You guys want to hear about it? No? Okay, cool, cool, cool. So I'm going to tell you anyway. So I was at USF one time. This is like off subject, so we're going to come back afterwards. And it was a monsoon outside, and I had to walk to a class, okay? And so I looked at myself. I had to pee really bad, and I was soaking wet from head to toe, and I stood there on the USF campus, and I peed my pants. It was liberating. It was amazing. So we all have that moment where we say, not today, Satan, we've all said it, we've all heard someone say it. Girls, I'm gonna talk to you for a minute. Maybe it's one of those days where you just can't get this together. You know what I'm saying? Anybody? Like you forgot to wash your face the night before and it's just like, oh my goodness, what happened? And you're just putting on coats and coats of clay but nothing's going right. 
Or maybe this, maybe this. And you're like, not today, Satan. I'm going to call out sick. Or maybe this. What about ladies? You have your hair perfect, right? Like you have that day you're just, it's perfect. But then you walk out in this beautiful Florida humidity and your hair just, not today, Satan. And so we've all said that. And I want us to really get a clear picture on who Satan is. Because sometimes we say those things or, or we see this, uh, this figure in, the, in, in like shows or on the internet and, and that's what we think of Satan. And so I want to clarify, this right here, that's not Satan. The little cartoon with the horns, the tail, all red, that is not Satan. This right here is not Satan either. Creepy, scary, this is not what Satan looked like. This is actually more of what Satan looked like, Lucifer. And so Satan is a fallen angel, and Lucifer, before he was cast down to the earth, was one of the highest-ranking angels in heaven. But we see in Ezekiel that, that Lucifer all of a sudden had different sin show up in his life, and he wanted to be the man. He wanted to be God, and that was a big no-no. And so he took a third of the angels and tried against God, and God said, no, no, no. And so God cast Lucifer down to earth and changed his name to Satan, or adversary. So sometimes we have a wrong picture of who Satan is. I want to clarify who is Satan with that. And so the next thing I want to, I want to talk about is what is Satan here to do? What does Satan want to do to you? The Bible says in John 10, 10, let's look at it. Right here it says, the thief, Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But it says, God, I come that they may have life, that we might have it to the fullest. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But God gives life and life to the fullest. Now, what does that mean, kill, steal, and destroy? What does that mean? What, what, how can he use that again against me? Does it literally mean he's going to kill me, he's going to steal me, and he's going to destroy me? Does it? You guys are like, you tell me. The devil can come in, and he can begin to steal relationships and destroy friendships and destroy families, and he can try to steal your relationship with the Lord. He can try to maneuver in your life and take these things from you. And the way that I've seen that, that the devil tries to do these things in our life is through kind of masking what sin is. Kind of deceiving us to thinking that, that certain things we're doing isn't sin. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, it talks about who Satan is. Is And it says, and no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. It's 2 Corinthians 11, that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And so we live in a, a culture, in a time where 
sin is almost praised and sin is almost glorified. You can't uh, turn the channel on Netflix without something being very sinful and very messed up and wrong and, and all of this stuff. And, and Satan has tried to come in and disguise what sin is. He's tried to make what we see and what is acceptable. He's tried to twist it in our heads where we go, no, that's okay. Everybody's doing that or that's okay. They're just being who they should be. But we must notice those areas that Satan is trying to deceive us. And we must realize that he can come as the angel of light and seeming good, but it's still sin. It's still sin. And so I kind of want to talk to you briefly about what sin is. I'm going to make it simple for us tonight. What is sin. Trey, can you come on up? And so um, sin, the definition that we're going to use tonight, the definition of sin is missing the mark. Everybody say missing. You guys with me? Everybody say missing the mark. Missing the mark. And so, man, you're looking good tonight. Man, Trey, getting after it. All right, so um, let's say that this, this diet Pepsi can is the mark. Okay, this is the target. Trey, can you place it on your head. And so sin would be anything, if this dart hit anything, if this missed the mark at all with Trey, it would be considered sin because it would be missing the mark. Right, Trey? Yeah, okay. <laughs> we all on the same page? And so in life, when we miss the mark, that is sin. And so I'm going to throw this, and I, I believe personally, I've got good aim. Does anybody think I'm going to hit the can? All right, good. So I'm going to throw this. Oh, I missed the mark by a little bit. I'm so sorry. Wow. I was trying to hit him in the chest. I don't know. Should I do it again? See if I can hit the mark. Thank you, Trey. Appreciate it. So what is sin? Missing the mark. Missing the mark, that is sin. Missing the mark is sin. And so uh, there's a phrase that, that we hear a lot uh, is that sin separates us from God. Anybody ever heard that before? That when we sin, it separates us from God. Worship can go ahead and, and begin to get ready. Um, and so we, we hear this a lot. We hear it all the time. And, and a lot of times we, we get confused on what this means. So we hear that sin, when we sin, when we commit a sin, it separates us from the Father, from God. And a lot of times we think that God is kind of turning his back on us. We think that we sin and, and God is mad at us, he's upset with us, and so he begins to move further and further away from us. But the fact is, is when we sin, when we commit sin, we begin to slowly move further and further away from God. We slowly move farther back and farther back and farther back to a point where we're saying, God, where did you go? Why did you leave? But God's still right there. And so what I believe that God is calling us to tonight is repentance. Everybody say repentance. And so repentance, what it is, is turning away from sin and turning to God. 
And when we do this, and when we turn to God, and when we repent, and we say, God, please forgive me. I'm not going to return. I'm not going back to that place. I, I realized what I was doing was wrong. I've realized that the sin that I was committing is wrong, and that that sin is separating me from you. When that takes place, God can begin to heal us. And I remember I was, uh, I was at USF and I was in college and I remember getting to a point where I was so lost in sin and I was so lost in the world and I didn't even know what was right and wrong at times. And I was like, what, what do I have to do, God, to get back to you? Lord, what do I need to do to get back to you? And I remember just feeling this overwhelming presence of just like open arms. Saying, just come to me. There's nothing you have to do. Just come to me. I want to encourage you guys that we serve a loving father who has open arms. That no matter where you are tonight, no matter how you started your year off, you have a heavenly father who is reaching out to you, saying, come to me, turn from what you've been doing and come to me so I can heal you. So the things that are broken in your life and the things that have been hurt and the things that sin has kind of taken away, I can restore and I can bring healing to your life. Can we just close our eyes? Can we all ask this question out loud? Can you say, Jesus, is there any sin in me? I just want you to listen. Can you say this? If you really want to turn back to God, if you really want to repent and say, God, will you heal me? Will you forgive me, Father, for this sin in my life? We just out loud say, Jesus, I repent for, now you name it, whatever you need to repent for, whatever you need to ask God for forgiveness and in your life, now's the time. Now, if anybody's in here tonight um, and you're just saying, I'm in need of a Savior. I'm in need of Jesus to save me. God sent his son to die on a cross for you and I to take sin on himself. Because he loves each and every one of you. And I just want us to pray this prayer. 
And I just ask that everybody would pray this prayer with me. Can we just all say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I repent, Father. I turn to you tonight. Save me. Raise me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Never to be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. With every head bowed, eye closed. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time tonight, saying, I, I gave my, my life to Jesus. I'm surrendering my life to the Father. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time on the count of three, will you just lift your hand? One, two, three. Saying, I surrender. Amen. Now, let's just stand up. I want to encourage you. Let's close out with worship. And, and whatever you need to give to the Lord right now, give it to him. Whatever, whatever God is calling you to do, if it's to get on your knees, if it's to raise your hands, if it's to listen to him, just I want to encourage you to, to give God your all right now. Let's worship together.